Bakuta Sikha is Khelik Yutes, Parsha Devorim Sikha Dalid, a summary of the Sikha. In this week's Parsha, we have the Pasak Hashem, uh, shall, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu speaks to the Yidin, Hashem shall increase you a thousandfold as you are, and He shall bless you as He spoke to you. So the Medrash says that what, what's going on in the Pasuk, why is Moshe Rabbeinu giving a bracha and then saying he, Hashem will bless you as He spoke? That the Yidin complained to Moshe, why are you giving us a blessing which is limited a thousand times when Hashem said infinite? And so Moshe Rabbeinu said, uh, this is my bracha, that's uh, his bracha, and so on. When Hashem comes, He will give you His bracha. But uh, it's well known that there's, uh, we have to understand about this, because if Hashem's bracha is infinite, and He will give the Yidin that bracha, so then what do we need an, a finite bracha for Moshe of a thousand times? I- included in infinity is a thousand times. The Gemara says, Yesh b'chlal nasayimana, within a 200 you have a 100. So of course in infinity you have every number. So why does Moshe Rabbeinu have to give them that, that bracha? So Mepharshim answered that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha is unconditional, even if the Yidin don't do the will of Hashem. They'll still get the bracha. Hashem's bracha of infinite is only when the, when the Yidin do the uh, will of Hashem. As the Gemara says, asking about the, the Pasuk, V'hoya misper b'nei Yisrael, and concludes, Asher lo yomer v'lo yisafer, which means the number of Jews will be such that you cannot count them and not uh, measure them. So is it a number or can it not be counted? So the Gemara resolves it by saying, when they do the will of Hashem, so then they can, it cannot be counted. If they don't do the will of Hashem, then they will be numbered. So that's what the Mepharshim say. Moshe Rabbeinu's number is when they don't do the will of Hashem. Hashem's bracha is when they do the, do the will of Hashem. Or another way that the answer is that one is now. The other blessing is in the future when Mashiach comes. Hashem's blessing of infinite is when the Mashiach comes. Now it's a limited blessing like Moshe Rabbeinu. But from the Medish, it seems that it's all happening. At the, the, the Medish only says, this is my bracha, said Moshe Rabbeinu, and that's Hashem's bracha. It seems that they both happen at the same time. Not that there will come a time when Hashem will give you His bracha. Mine doesn't, uh, you know, it seems that it's all happening now. So then what do we need both brachas at the same time? We find a similar idea what, that the Medrash says, that when it says, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem should add a thousand times over you. Uh, so the, the Medrash asks, why did he say Yosef, he shall increase, add more? Why didn't he just say, Hashem shall make you plentiful? Why does he make it an add? As if he's adding to something that already exists. And the Medrash explains that the bracha of Hashem is such a way that his addition is more than the ikir, more than the principle, more than the main bracha. So the question is, if Hashem's bracha is more than the original bracha, so why is the original bracha called the ikir? Then that's only secondary. It's a, perhaps it doesn't rate at all, because Hashem's is infinite. Why is it called ikir? So from this we see that even though Hashem's blessing is greater, but the original bracha still remains important. Not only important, it's even referred to as Ikir. So this is the, a similar question. So what's the point of Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha of a thousand times if you already have a bracha of infinite? Similar question. So we'll understand this by explaining what, our, what the Chazal say, what we said before, that when the Yidin do the will of Hashem, so then it's infinite. When they don't do the will of Hashem, then it's finite. 
since blessing from Hashem comes through the Avedah of the Yidin and has to be initiated, stimulated by the Avedah of the Yid. So therefore we understand, when you have an Avedah which is imperfect, it brings a bracha which is, by, by nature, limited. What is called bracha, that, uh, Avedah which is imperfect, we find, for instance, that a, a Kayin, he did Avedah, he brought a carbon. He, he was the first one to bring a carbon, even before Hevel. Yet it's called imperfect, because it was from the uh, substandard. So it was an Aveda, but imperfect. So that kind of Aveda brings a blessing. And so Yidin, we don't uh, sink as low as Kayin to bring the worst, but our, sometimes Aveda is not perfect. So a limited Aveda brings a limited bracha. And that's what the Medish means. Ein oisim makem. It doesn't mean that they're not doing the will of Hashem. It means through the mitzvahs that we do, we don't reach Ratzin of Hashem. We don't reach that infinite place of Ratzin because it's a limited Avaida, so it doesn't get to Ratzin Hashem. We also find that the Alter Rebbe says that it, it makes the difference between Mispar and Loyah Safar that the Avaida of mitzvahs, which by definition are limited, they have parameters, there is only 613 mitzvahs, not more and not less. And the, many mitzvahs have it has to be done not more than this and not less than this and so on so it's a, um, an Aveda which is limited to a certain parameter that's called Yisafir then there's Aveda Satshuva which is by definition infinite and it breaks through any barrier that's called infinite Aveda but as we explained before that since Mispar and Lo Yisafir seems to be saying that it happening at the same time it's not that it's an earlier time or a later time. They're both happening at the same time. So we understand that also in Avedis Hashem, that when a person is doing mitzvahs, both things are happening at the same time. The both the types of Avedis that a person does, you can have the infinite and the finite happening at the same time. How so? Through the performance of mitzvahs, through the observance of mitzvahs, we really do reach Ritzayinish Lomakim. We are able to reach Ritzayinish Lomakim, and that's why you draw down through the misper, through the Aveda of limited mitzvahs that have parameters, you are able to reach Ritzayinish Lomakim. So then what's the difference between mitzvahs and tshuva? The only difference is that when you do Aveda, which is through mitzvahs, where you don't see the infinite aspect of your Aveda, so the oir, the infinite oir that is drawn down is also drawn down in a concealed way. You're not able to identify it. But when you do Avaida, which is Tshuva, where the Avaida of the person is seen as being infinite, so then the infinite that is brought down is also revealed and seen. And the explanation is, since mitzvahs are the Ratzin of Hashem, the will of Hashem, and just as the, uh, the Hashem is infinite, so His will is infinite, so when you do a mitzvah which is the will of Hashem, you're drawing down the infinite will of Hashem. And when we say that in order to draw it down, you have to do it through the mitzvahs, which are limited, it's not to say, because the world is limited, and therefore it imposes a limitation on the uh, godliness that can be revealed. Not so. What it really means is that Hashem has Himself limited Himself in order to be able to be drawn down into the world. So the limitation is an essential limitation, which Hashem imposes on Himself, not that is imposed by the world in which we live. It is the way that Hashem wants to be revealed into the world. 
It's called in Chesidus a medida v'hagbala atzmis, a limitation which is from his essence itself. And it needs to be done that way because the world is, of course, limited. And if you were to reveal godliness in an, un, in an infinite way, not through limitation, not through parameters, it would destroy the world. The world wouldn't be able to exist. So it has to be done in that way. And that's how Hashem chose to do it. And that's why He limited Himself to be brought down in that way. And that is what is meant. The number and the no number that cannot be counted comes at the same time the number refers to the way the mitzvahs are limited but it draws down an infinite oir uh, and gilui from Hashem however we still need to understand why is it that Hashem did it this way why does it have to be that it comes down through a limited way why can it just be done in an infinite way since the ultimate purpose is to bring an infinite light from Ratzon Hashem into the world why not just reveal the infinite why did he do it in the world which cannot tolerate infinite and therefore has to be brought down through the finite why didn't he just do it in a way that it's all infinite the reason is because we have to understand that infinite is not the ultimate when we talk about infinite we think it's very very great but it really isn't the ultimate that's not what Hashem is looking for infinite is also something that's limited by its infinity Hashem wants to bring together the concept of infinite and finite. He wants to, and that only happens within the essence of Hashem. Finite is limited by finite. Infinite is limited by infinite. Hashem, which is greater than the two and not limited by either of them, He wants to be able to bring together finite and infinite. That's the ultimate purpose. And that's why mitzvahs have to be brought in the uh, uh, infinite oir, which comes through mitzvahs has to be brought in in a finite way, in a finite world, because that's the meaning of bringing together finite and infinite, and that reveals the ultimate power of atmos in this world. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha of a thousand, which represents the ultimate of Avedis Yisrael, what the Yidin are able to accomplish through their Aveda, because a thousand represents the perfect number within creation, it's 10 times 10 times 10. It has every possible uh, perfection. So that's what it represents. So that is not lost when you get the infinite revelation because the Abish's point is to bring together the finite and the infinite. His infinite blessing should be imbued into the bracha of Maisha, not to make the bracha of Maisha disappear. The Rebbe also explains why the Rebbe Rashab used to say, The original Medr says, Hashem wanted to have a dwelling place in Tachtainim. He didn't add the word Yizborech. Why did the Rebbe Rashab add the word Yizborech, which means may he be blessed? Um, yes, of course, when you say Hashem, you refer to Hashem, you have to praise Him. But we don't find that whenever somebody, the Rabbeim, would quote they would add the word Yisbarich or add some praise why here did he? The ex- he was trying to explain the meaning of the word Dira and Tachtainim are two opposite extremes Dira means a place where a person feels comfortable which means that it's his own residence where you don't have to put on any show you are who you are you can be fully revealed so when we talk about Hashem coming, making this as a dira, it means He wants to reveal His full essence into this world. 
yet we're talking about Tachtainim, the very lowest level possible. So we're bringing together Hashem as He is in His, in his essence, in His core essence, which is the absolute infinite. You can't even call it infinite because it transcends infinite. And it's in Tachtainim, which is the lowest of the low, which means the absolute most limited place. So the question is, how is a, the most limited place going to be able to contain the most infinite dimension? Which is explained by the word Yizbarich. Bracha means, the, the difference between bracha and tefillah, a blessing and a prayer is, explained Nechzidus as, bracha means that you're able to draw down something which already exists in the reality of that person, but it hasn't reached his reality, meaning this world, it could get stuck somewhere in Atzilus, Abriya, somewhere on the way down and a tzaddik, somebody that has power to draw it down from its source but it doesn't have the ability to create a new flow that is not within the realm of bracha tefillah means that you can create the hirotzen, you can make a new create a new flow, a new flow of, of uh, goodness but while this is true, this is only true for a human being. If we do the uh, bracha or tefillah, but when the Eibishter does a bracha, because he transcends the limit, of the source of that created of that person, so of course he can create a new, uh, a new blessing, even though it doesn't exist yet. Even with bracha, he can bring a new blessing which doesn't exist. So in other words, bracha for Hashem means it reaches to the very highest level beyond the shtalshulis, even though it's not in the source, it's not there in the, uh, in the cards for this person and it, and it brings it down into the lowest world, uh, into the lowest level into the place of the reality of that person, that's the meaning of bracha so for Hashem, bracha means highest down to the lowest, and that's why he said, that's within the ability that Rashab was trying to explain to us, that by the word bracha it brings out, that it brings from the highest it can reach down to the lowest but the question still remains, if all of this is only within the capacity of the essence of Hashem to be able to bring together the highest and the lowest, the absolute highest with the absolute lowest, so then what do we need, what is the human being adding to this? Why does it, it depend on the Aveda of the Tachtainim, which by nature can only be limited? What's the point of having the contribution of the Nivra? And the answer to that is that because Hashem wants that a Yid should not feel embarrassed by the gifts that he receives from Hashem means bread of shame something that you haven't earned on your own and Hashem in his great goodness and kindness wants us to be able to be proud and to enjoy and benefit fully from his blessing therefore it, it's dependent on our Aveda so that it shouldn't be bread of shame that we also contributed to it and only after we do our best can he imbue it with his blessing with his infinite blessing which is also the reason why we have Birchus Kayanim because you could ask the question over there Birchus Kayanim is said to be that the Kayanim give they, uh, they are giving Hashem's bracha which means they are able to give a bracha which transcends creation so the question is if Hashem wants to give, give a bracha that transcends creation why doesn't he give it why does he need the Kayanim to be able to give his bracha the answer is the same it has to come through the nivra. It has to come through the creation. That's when it becomes meaningful to the creation, to the people. And based on this, we can understand <coughs> why the the teisus is uh, uh, Baruch Hu, Why the original bracha is still called the nikir. 
because Moshe Rabbeinu's bracha, the, the bracha that comes through the Avedis Adam, adds even to the bracha of Hashem because it makes it your Avedah, it connects it with your Avedah, so therefore it's no longer Banabadik Sufa. So it even adds a dimension to the infinite bracha of Hashem. And that's why, even though Taisvasa, the addition of Hashem, is infinite, your Avedah, your bracha, the part that you contributed, still remains an Ikir because that's what gives, brings it to a higher level for yourself. It ma- makes it more meaningful to yourself in this way. It brings a certain added dimension of perfection even to the bracha of Hashem. And that's why it's still called an ikir.